My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a super exciting guest coming on today, Jason Skisek. Uh, I almost butchered that. <laughs> uh, you know, he's the founder of Spear and Clover, Clover Equity. He's also the host of the Spear and Clover, Clover podcast. So super exciting. He's got a very, very powerful story. So, you know, before we get any further, I'd like to just jump in and, you know, dive into your story. So welcome on today, Jason. Thanks so much for taking the time on your day. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. How's it going? Brittany, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me on. It's already been a pleasure and I look forward to the rest of this conversation. Uh, yeah, my story's pretty simple. Um, maybe. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for about 12 years. Um, but let's start even further back. Um, yeah. you know, I am, I view myself as the entrepreneurial evangelist, which means if you don't want to start a business, you probably should not be talking to me, uh, because I am definitely that guy. Um, so coming out of school, uh, I didn't have much direction in my life. I had all the energy and passion in the world, uh, but no real discipline. Um, and so I joined the military like some people do when they're in, find themselves in that situation. Uh, I spent four years in the military. I developed a ton of close relationships. I learned how to work hard. I, I got discipline from that. Um, and when I left the military, uh, I moved back to Chicago with, with a couple of veteran friends of mine. Um, and we, I simultaneously went to school for finance. Uh, and I started a small CrossFit gym in a warehouse on a dusty fourth floor of a Timberloft building uh, that was just the worst possible place to put a CrossFit gym. Uh, but we, we did it. We stuck with it. And um, over the course of time, you know, that was a little hobby. We had some friends that would come and, and pay us a couple of dollars to to work out with us, and we slowly were growing it. But really, my focus, uh, I thought, was going to be on becoming a titan of industry. Right? I was going to take over the world of finance through uh, through you know this company that I worked for. Um, what I found, though, Brittany, was um, I would be sitting at an office in a desk uh, working on a $50 million deal and my boss would be next to me and my boss's boss would be next to him and my boss's boss would, his boss would be next to him and then there'd be the entrepreneur and the only guy or gal that I could see eye to eye with in the room was the entrepreneur. Um, that should have been enough to get me to leave, but it wasn't. Uh, ultimately, uh, the second thing that I noticed when I was working in this corporate job was I was supposed to be working on these big deals and all I would do was spend time modeling in super detail my little $9,000 a month CrossFit gym. Um, and so by a circuitous path, I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur and focus all of my time and energy on this beautiful community and tribe that we were building called Bucktown CrossFit. Um, and when I did, it was amazing. It was like overnight by applying, uh, by using sort of the professional skills that I had gained from finance uh, and sort of the discipline skills that I had gained from the military. As soon as I started to apply that to what had previously been a hobby, we shot through the roof. We 10X'd our revenue in about 18 months um, and did very, very well. Um, and so a part of that 
was we were we had become a member of uh, a mastermind, a professional organization that helped us to put in place, you know, the strategies and tactics that would allow us to go out and win uh, and do the thing that we were super passionate about, but with some structure underneath. Um, and so uh, we did very, very well. Um, and so that organization asked me to start helping to coach other entrepreneurs. And that was it. I was hooked, Brittany. Uh, I've never, I've told this many times, but I've never gotten enough of a call with an entrepreneur with less energy than when I got on. It's just something that fuels me. Um, and so in short period of time, I decided to start my own second company that would be a, uh, a company that was a consulting company for other uh, brick and mortar gym owners. Um, and I had a partner in that company. We did very well for a few years. Um, but when COVID hit and then we moved to another state um, over the last two years, I've had two exits from two different businesses, the gym and the consulting business. Uh, and I also had our first daughter, Lucy. We had our first baby named Lucy. She's 16 months old now. Um, and I decided that rather than, you know, taking the, the financial resources that we had gained uh, and just spending them on things, I would spend it on life and on, on a year of service. And so as of November of last year until now, we're recording this in November. Um, I haven't worked for anybody. I haven't uh, had a partner. I haven't had clients. I haven't had anything. I spent my days doing exactly what I love. And what I do every single day breaks down roughly to this. Uh, I spend hours a day with my wife, Donna, and my daughter, Lucy. I do kickboxing and jujitsu almost every single day. Um, and I spend time on the phone every single day with entrepreneurs, uh, whether that's in the form of recording podcasts for the Spear and Clover podcast, guesting on shows like your own, um, or helping them to build their vision and, and impact the world in bigger and better ways. Um, and so that's, that's my story. That's what I love. And uh, I'm sticking to it. Absolutely amazing. You know, leaving that rat race and getting into, you know, a life of freedom and something you're passionate about is huge. Right. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, and I think like taking that leap into the entrepreneur life and journey is something that so many of us consider, but just either let the fear get ahead of you or, you know, just don't know where to start. It's huge. And I honestly think that now you're able to live this life that, I mean, on your terms instead of someone yeah. else's, right? Yeah, it was scary. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I should have become a full-time entrepreneur probably three or four years prior to that. But it was just, it was so scary. I had this uh, this amazing job with great benefits and great salary. And I had this hobby of a gym, you know, so it felt like I was living the best of both worlds. But what I realized was, you know, by trying to serve two masters, I was really doing a, a bad job of, of both. Um, and so it really took me focusing on my passions. What I will tell you is I have yet to meet anybody who really pours themselves into a mission and really um, and and brings in resources, things like mastermind groups, things like coaching, things like education, um, and doesn't, uh, you know, success is a is a is a vague term, right? But and doesn't find fulfillment and and potentially success in doing that. And so, you know, if I can make that leap or make that transition or make that process easier or more structured or, you know, maybe a little bit more predictable and less scary for somebody, man, I want to do that every day. Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, Jason, you have a, another story to tell us a little bit about the spear and clover, the clover story. Do you mind diving into that? 
Yeah, sure. I'm glad you asked that. So one of the things that I help people do with entrepreneurship, two of them really, uh, is number one, uh, I recommend people go on solo missions. I recommend people set aside time uh, where they're not on their phone, where they're not talking to anybody else, um, and they're spending time thinking about their place in the universe and where they want their businesses to go. Uh, and for me, my favorite two things that I do is one, I go to float tanks, usually about once a month. Uh, and then two is I go on ruck marches. Uh, and so I live here uh, in the Indiana Dunes National Park uh, in Northwest Indiana um, and about once a week I will take my two Australian Shepherds and I will throw a heavy backpack on my shoulder and sometimes a heavy log on, on my shoulder as well uh, and I'll go for a ruck so one day uh, I was rucking through the dunes and it was an 11 mile ruck so it's very very hard I was pushing hard I had a 40 pound log on my shoulder and a 40 pound pack on my back and I'm hoofing I'm head down feet moving sweating pushing as hard as I can. Meanwhile, the Australian Shepherds, the dogs, Ruby and Pearl, they're running out into the woods, they're playing, and then they'll come back and check on me. And then they're running out into the woods and they're playing and they'll come back and check on me. Um, and not only did I go 11 miles, Brittany, but that day those dogs did at least 22. They were doing at least oh, double sure. what I was doing, right? Um, and so it just occurred to me in an instant that that's me at my best. It's not just laser focused on going out and achieving my goals in the most direct route possible, but it's also this spirit of the puppy. It's this taking time to play and learn new things and have fun along the way. That's what gives me energy in the first place. And so the Spear and Clover, if you're seeing this on video, the Spear and Clover is a, is a spark and spear with a infinite loop of rope which represents a clover and that's just a reminder to me that sometimes I can be all spirit of the puppy sometimes I can be all military mindset these are two of my core values but really at my best is when I combine those two things together um, and that's at, at its best that's the folks that I have the most fun on my podcast with and it's the folks that I connect with the best in my consulting business and uh, and it's certainly the people that I enjoy spending time with the most. I'm so happy you shared that story with us. You know, it is, it's, I think it's amazing what you're doing, taking a, a day out of the week to do one or the other and really just getting grounded without your phone, without talking to anyone else and just getting out there and reminding yourself, okay, your, your why and where you want to go and, and all these things, but also pushing yourself uh, to those limits as well sometimes, right. Um, to show how, you know, how, how powerful you really are and how far you can really go. Yeah. So incredible. Jason, tell me a bit about, um, I know you touched on the podcast, but do you mind just diving into that? Tell me about your intentions behind it and where you're at today with it. Brittany, I was born to do podcasting and it's not because I'm good at it. I don't know necessarily whether I'm good or bad at it, but I was born to do podcasting because uh, a lot of times folks will ask me, this happens all the time. They'll say, should I start a podcast? I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I heard they're very hot right now or whatever. Um, and I asked them the very first question I ask them is how many podcasts a week do you listen to? And inevitably, you know, or, or often the answer is none. I've never listened to a podcast or I don't often listen to a podcast. And I say, well, then you probably shouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> for me, um, I grew up um, listening to talk radio when I was a child. I would listen to uh, political talk radio on the, on the bus on the way to school and that my bus driver listened to. And I'd listen to sports talk radio that my dad would listen to. And then at night I would go to sleep listening to Loveline and Art Bell in the evening. Uh, and my, my mom would literally like catch me listening to music all night. Um, and then when I went to the military, it was audiobooks. I would listen to audiobooks every single day. Um, and then eventually when I found podcasting, it was love at first sight. Um, I've been listening to podcasts probably, um, awake, probably 12 hours a week and, and probably another 40 while I'm sleeping. I listen to headphones when I sleep and, 
Uh, I don't know if that's the best idea or not, but I do it. Um, and so it was just an, an obvious choice that uh, at some point I would start uh, a podcast. I just never had the space. I was always running one or more businesses. And so when I when I sold my second business in two years last year, I decided to to just start a podcast and, and to just, you know, highlight other visionary entrepreneurs who bet it all on their passion. And um, and I've enjoyed every single episode up until now. This is incredible. Yeah. I honestly feel like you are like made for podcasting. You, you're like just your voice and everything. You're very, you're very much made for podcasting for sure. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> and you know, you're passionate me. about it. So that makes all the difference too. I think you're uh, that's awesome. About yourself. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. So tell me a bit about, you know, um, how, how does the podcast affect your business? That's a great question. Um, so for starters, um, as we record this, I'm not sure when it'll come out, but as we record this, it's November, um, and we're in the process of launching our, what I would call capital B business, where we actually have a new program with a mastermind and some coaching associated with it. Um, so up until now, uh, my podcast has really been used to grow my network of other entrepreneurs, to, to be introduced with other interesting folks. Um, I've talked to unbelievable entrepreneurs uh, over the last year, um, and I, I would do it every single day if I could. I just don't really have to. Um, however, now that I'm starting to look at it as a strategy for growth and for building authority in a space, um, I can tell you that I'm applying the same things that I applied to my other businesses in a totally unique and new way to this business. Uh, so where before um, we would run ads for our gym, let's just say uh, that, you know, there's a sales funnel, you know, you, you spend this much on ads, you get this many clicks, you get that many opt-ins, you get that many schedules, that many shows and that many closes. Now I actually have my podcast assistant who's a close friend and my jujitsu partner shout out to you mo um awesome. and mo is on kpi for a funnel it's how many podcast episodes are we recording how many are coming out this week and how many you know folks are we connecting with so there's we actually have a system for uh for actually taking a look at the, the what we're putting out into the world and what we can reasonably expect to come back in return for us um, and so for me, that mission has a lot less to do with financial. I, I don't have a lot of financial need, um, but it's much more to do with building a tribe, building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, helping them to impact their, to scale their impact on the world, um, and then helping them to connect with each other. So um, it's really, really, I take that very seriously, and it's really important that we do a good job of that. And so um, we, we use those types of methods to, to try and grow it with the podcast and, and with guesting on shows like yours. Amazing. Yeah. Isn't it incredible? The doors and opportunities that open and the networks you can get into. And it's almost like a snowball effect when you're on a podcast and then, you know, you get, you get referrals or you get into that network or you bring someone onto yours. Same thing goes. I mean, it's just incredible. The connections you can make out there just by having a, a podcast. Well, I think when I think of the things that I love most, Brittany, it's I always say capital T truth. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether it's CrossFit is capital T truth. It's like, what's the easiest way to do a pull up? That's the only thing I care about. What's the easiest way to pull a deadlift? What's the easiest way to walk on my hands with jujitsu? There's no right or wrong. It's what works or what doesn't work. And with podcasting compared to other types of terrestrial made mainstream media, is the capital T truth. We're having the conversation that you and I want to have. We're speaking 
speaking what is our capital T truth to each other. There's nobody in your ear telling you what to ask me. There's no, I mean, even if there are sponsors, typically in the space, it's not, you know, particularly crushing. It's it's a truth-based medium. And to me, that's so important. So if there's 5 million podcasts out there, which I wouldn't be surprised if there were, that's fine. Because Brittany, there's only one you and there's only one me, which means if anybody likes your voice or likes my voice, they have to come to us to find it. And to me, that's what's so special is because we live in a global economy, which means that this recording will live forever and somebody in Namibia maybe will fund, find it one day and really identify with a certain way that we talk about things today. And so to me, that's just such a great opportunity to make an impact in such a more interesting and unique way than trying to fit a square peg into a round hole on some station or some advertising campaign. Absolutely. And it's, it's huge. Like with podcasts, telling stories, you know, making those connections that are relatable with those listeners from who, who knows where they're from. Like, you know, they could be from anywhere, like you mentioned and, you know, really finding your voice um, and building credibility and authority, I think is a good way. I mean, having a podcast is a good way to do that. Right. So, um, I find a lot of entrepreneurs on my interviews always mention just like yourself, kind of like having that voice. You only have, no one's mentioned, you only have the one voice. I'm really happy that you mentioned that today, but because it's true, you're you right. And, uh, no one can, no one can replace that. So that's huge. And really getting out there and, and, and speaking and finding your voice. And it, it's something yeah. that I wouldn't trade. Right. Never. Yeah, I agree. So tell me a bit about, you know, um, some of, we all know with being a six figure or higher entrepreneur, and there's so many wins, of course, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced that might be relatable to those listening? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, I've owned a fitness business through 2020, which was obviously a huge challenge. Um, yeah. you know, fortunately for us, um, you know, so we own, uh, I still own a part of a, a large CrossFit gym in Chicago, um, Bucktown CrossFit, Chicago Elite Fitness. Um, and everybody got shut down, right? That was a huge challenge. Um, but it's a challenge that's not uncommon. There are times that outside forces impact what you're doing and you have to be able to adapt and move on the fly. And so very quickly we identified, you know, what is the thing that we're giving to this community? Is it fitness? Yeah, sure. But what else is it? Well, uh, people are locked in their apartments, which means they have no social outlet, which means they're not in contact with other people. And so the very first thing we did, aside from we actually loaned out all of our equipment to all of the, the folks in our community. Uh, so they had some workouts and we would do online workouts every day. This is very common. This is something that a lot of gyms were doing. Um, but what else we did uh, was we made ourselves available every single morning for coffee chats with the owner, my wife and I, um, and some other folks. Uh, we did social events almost every single day. We were doing trivia nights we were doing uh, live table reads of like comedy shows so we would do like an episode of the office where everybody would have a role and we would record it it was super fun um, and we were just trying to make people feel that sense of community that we had found over the many years that folks had been in our our group um, without being physically in proximity with each other and I don't know if that was a successful strategy or not but to us it was some, it was a it was a win that came out of struggle um, and and I think one thing that I learned through that time, you know, there's certain things, there's cliches or maxims that you've heard your whole life. And one of those is like embrace the struggle or love the struggle or, or even love your enemy. And I never really actualized it. 
until then. Because I never really, you know, struggle is something that, that you don't want. But God damn it, struggle makes you better, right? I wouldn't be who I am without the struggles that I've had. And there's hundreds of other struggles I could talk to you about today, Brittany. But the thing that I really took away, particularly from 2020, was struggle is the thing that's going to that's gonna break you from homeostasis, from where you're at, put you into a place of discomfort, and it's going to ask you to be better and to grow from it. And damn it, we did that. And I cannot be more proud of that team and that community and, and of even myself uh, on how we responded to that struggle. And it gets to the point, I always like to give this example, there's a point in my life where if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I get angry. Struggle results in anger and, and whatever, failure. Uh, there's a point in my life where somebody cuts me off, I first get angry and then I go, ah, it's no big deal. And then I get over it. I'm at the point now, Brittany, where all good stories have struggle. No good stories are things went exactly how I hoped they would. And so I'm at the point now where when I'm driving in that metaphorical car, I'm looking, I'm hoping for struggle because that tells me it's going to be a great opportunity to grow. It's going to be a great opportunity to test myself and it's going to be a great story. And to me, that's what life's all about is a collection of great stories, right? Incredible. Yeah. Struggle equals growth. And I think the most successful people out there are the ones obviously who have struggled the most and have gotten up and, and, and grown and learned from it. And, you know, I think to get to that next level, there's always going to be those challenges, new level, new challenge. Right. And, um, I, what I believe is so many people who are thinking of, you know, taking that leap of faith into the entrepreneur journey. Um, a lot of them allow the fear to, to scare them out of it because they don't want to struggle. They don't want to have that risk and no stability and stuff, but, that's what I have kind of found throughout interviews and stuff like that, that that's one of the biggest fears for people is, you know, losing that stability. What if we fail? What if this happens? What about all those challenges? But you really just got to change that mindset into what about all the things that can come from this? What about all these success? And I guarantee anyone that's um, becomes an air, uh, entrepreneur is going to obviously go through those challenges, but they're going to make it out. Okay. As long as they keep getting up and pushing and growing. Right. So yeah, I agree. Um, and what I would add is I don't think everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. I think we live in a time no. now where where you can, there's all sorts of ways you can put yourself into comp compromised situations, right? Um, yeah. One thing I always tell people, uh, I have a great, a great friend, um, uh, a local gym owner in Chicago as well, Ryan, um, I'm sorry, Robin Lalonde. Uh, and Robin says, uh, likes to call it elective collective suffering. And that means we get together, we decide to get together and suffer together. So she teaches, you know, boot camp, and she's also like a, a really uh, like a world class running coach. Uh, I'm a CrossFit and Jiu Jitsu and kickboxing guy. Uh, it could be hot yoga, it could be uh, anything really, where you get in a group of people, a small tribe of people, and you say, you know what, we're going to purposely suffer for an hour or 90 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is. And what I would say is even if you're not an entrepreneur, go do that. Go take spin classes, take hot yoga, do CrossFit, put yourself purposely in uncomfortable positions because that elective collective suffering makes it, if you imagine like your day-to-day -day life on a, on a spectrum, the hard part of the spectrum just grows immensely, which means all those things that used to be the trouble for you or used to have struggle are now so much less um, important because you're like, close to death when you're finishing that hot yoga class or whatever it is, right? Um, and so that's another thing that I recommend entrepreneurs do every single week and, and everybody really. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's huge. And um, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be just an entrepreneur. It can be anyone, 
yeah. anywhere in life, right? So, yeah. so yeah. Di- with within the podcast, tell me a bit about you know, um, does it work as a lead magnet for your business, or how does that work? You know, that's a really good question. So I'm very lucky uh, that number one, I, I really don't need a lot of um, clients. Uh, you know, as a gym owner, you need hundreds of clients as my previous business, we needed, you know, 150 maybe clients. And now I'm looking for six entrepreneurs that want to take this journey with me every single cohort. And, and so, you know, six to eight. Um, and so because of that, I actually, I really don't view it as a lead magnet in that way. Um, more than anything, I'm trying to scale the message, uh, and then the folks that hear it right will will come to me. There's there's a metaphor right. I just gave my my podcast assistant Mo the other day. I was like, listen, uh, in a previous business, we ran tons of advertising, and we had to churn through so many leads to get to so many you know qualified leads, to so many calls, to so many closes. So imagine that's me standing on this in Manhattan, handing out flyers to a nightclub. I have to hand out a thousand flyers for one person to walk through the door of my nightclub. But Brittany, what if I said, I made friends with people and I'm getting married and I handed one invitation to one person to my wedding. How many of those do I have to hand out to get somebody to show up? 1.1 maybe? So I can either go the thousand to one route of where I'm throwing as much spaghetti on the wall as I possibly can and hoping to capture some amount of it at the end of the day. Um, That's just not interesting to me at this season of my career. Uh, What's interesting to me is developing these really in-depth relationships with visionary entrepreneurs who are subject matter experts in what they do and they're working hard but they're just not able to get to the next level. That's where I come in. I help people to take the thing that they're great at, to take this unique vision that can impact the world and give them the tools and ask them the right questions, really, that'll allow them to scale it to the next level. Um, and to me, that's just so much more valuable um, and enriching. So so really, the conversation we're having right now and the conversations that I have on my podcast are really just to serve that I am who I say I am. And my clients are you know, successful in the ways that we talk about um, and that, that this is a good place to be. Absolutely. And I think with the having podcasts, like it also is, it's crazy. Like the amount of people further down the road uh, that come to you and be like, I've been listening to your podcast for years and, you know, already have built that relationship and almost trust with you just by listening and getting to know you and knowing your consistency and, and understanding how your shows work and stuff like that. And taking in that value, I think that's huge. And it's so important, right? Because relationships and rapport and trust are number one in the business too right so you're you're able to attract people just by doing that alone right within the podcast I mean, listen, if, you, if you're if you a Joe Rogan fan or a Mark Maron fan or whatever, you know those people. You can you can play a role for a 30-minute you know, uh, TV show. You can play a role for a stage show, you know, up on stage for a few hours a night. You can't record hundreds or thousands of hours of conversations uh, without putting yourself out there. And I think that's the right message at the right time for us because, you know, in our world now, with whether it's social media or just the way that things are, there's an authenticity that we all crave. Um, And I think, frankly, you know, there's, there's a million people that I could try to be Brittany, but just none of them would be nearly as impactful as the one that I am. I think I said that earlier already, but, um, and so to me, 
you know, like I said, I've, I've put myself in a position and I recommend others to do the same where I'm really only interested in those folks that, that, you know, want to work with me, not with, you know, the guru that I might be able to pretend that I am or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Well, I love it, Jason. And, you know, I know these episodes are short, but, you know, I want to give you just the chance to kind of dive in if you want to one last time within regards to your business any deeper, if you want to share any more information about it. And, um, you know, also just let our listeners know, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you and maybe they're in that gap where they want to get to that next level, what's the best way to go about reaching out to you and connecting? I would love to tell you that. But before I do, if you're listening to this and you've made it this far, uh, I want you to go and like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, because folks like Brittany are putting themselves out there and really working hard in a lot of ways that you don't see. Um, and so they deserve it. So please start by liking and subscribing to this podcast. Uh, and then secondly, you can subscribe to Spear and Clover podcast. Uh, it's available across all platforms as well as uh, on YouTube, um, on Instagram, which is my you know uh, platform of choice is Spear and Clover uh, or at Jason Skisick with no space. Um, you can find, uh, we have tons of free content that we cycle through on the website. Uh, that's available at www.spearandclover.com. Uh, and if you're interested in, in having a conversation about your unique vision and mission, uh, reach out to Jason at spear, spearandclover.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for all your kind words and, you know, coming on here and, and, and being you and telling your story and talking about the struggles and, and also the wins and it's the most relatable to those listening. So that's what I'm looking for on my show. And I'm so happy. It was a pleasure to have you on. So thanks again. Thank you so much, Brittany. Group, if you're listening, just like Jason said, um, please like and subscribe if you if you enjoyed this episode today. And if you want to come on, just like our amazing Jason did today, to tell your story and, you know, talk about your business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks again, everybody. Bye, Jason. Bye, guys. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.